ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dare to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I want to give a big shout out to all of you. I am so delighted to have you tune in each week to Transformation for Success with me. You know, each week, these shows feature guests from the entertainment industry, coaches, corporate America, CEOs, authors, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, who share their compelling transformational journeys with you. Today, I have a guest for you today. Have you ever been worried, felt defeated, have a lot of anxiety and stress going on? Right now, during these challenging times, I know many of you may be struggling or know someone who's struggling with some of these very same things. Well, today, you're going to hear the success story of my guest, Matt Zinman, who is a personal success trainer, entrepreneur, athlete, and a single parent who's going to share his no-holes-barred story of a lifelong battle with depression, divorce, single parenting, and how he experienced a major transformation with his book, Z-isms. So I am so excited. I want you to buckle your seatbelts. Hang on. It's Matt is going to share how he has earned insights into mindfulness and life enrichment. So stay tuned. We're broadcasting live, and you can listen to us on the Empowerment, Business, and Influencers channels. Or you can download the show later, as we're now on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and even on your home smart devices. If you'd like to call in the show, those of you who are listeners and you're in the United States, you want to call in, 1-881-346-9141 is the number. Now, with no further ado, let me welcome my guest, Matt Zinman. Hi, Matt. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. How are you? Hello, Dr. B. How are you? It's great to be with you. Thank you. I am I am so excited. We have so much to talk about. Matt, you have done so much. You have an incredible story. I was reading your background. Your bio is too long for me to possibly try to read and share with the listeners, but you have done so much. And I really want to thank you for being on the show and sharing uh, with such transparency how you made it through, because that's all I can say is you have been through a lot. So, Matt, just kind of share a little bit about how all of this got started and where you are today. This is so interesting. Sure. Thank you, Dr. B. I mean, you know, we've all been through a lot, you know, whatever yes. that ringer is to uh, yes. any of us. And, yes. uh, you know, for me, I, uh, I I live in and around Philadelphia, uh, grew up here and, uh, you know, faced all different challenges like, like most people, one of which for me was having to contend with depression ever since my teens. 
I, I didn't exactly get the best gene pool. My, uh, my mom uh, had to uh, deal with the same. My dad was bipolar. Um, wow. We lost my brother to it. So, you know, it's, uh, I think mm-hmm. hardly anyone is, you know, either within their immediate family or someone close to them that have had to deal with you know, similar kinds of events at some point in their life. So that's right. Certainly most that's people right. Are familiar with that. Mm-hmm. And, and I came through uh, Temple University into a career in marketing communication. I worked in agencies uh, most of that time until I became a director and went out on my own entrepreneurially in 2002. And that coincided with becoming a single parent, which wow. I've been for yeah. about 15 years. Yeah. I'm, I'm remarried now, uh-huh. but my Good. son's grown. Okay, great. And I, uh, several years into it, decided to shift gears. I founded a nonprofit called the Internship Institute to help employers set up programs and create those opportunities. And then I shifted gears again uh, this past year and decided to write Zisms and uh, something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Well, you know, it's so interesting uh, about your journey and, and you share about that. Um, and how you took care of yourself. You talked about mood, health, and one of the things that were your personal disclosures, uh, you lost your brother to suicide, your dad was bipolar, your mom was depressive. And you know, one of the things, you had some real serious stuff going on in your family. And now many families, yes, many of us have some serious stuff, things that we don't even talk about. But how did you, and then you have a divorce, you know, then, you know, but how did you start to begin to say that one acknowledge that there was a way out and what did you do to get started because people are battling today i know many with depression and with all of the stuff that's going on it's just sort of making it worse how did you how did you even just start to make a change and come out of that well i think for anyone who's really truly suffered from clinical depression Mm-hmm. You know how bad that is, and and certainly gives you the motivation not to let it happen. So there are a number of things that I do to take care, good care of myself, to uh, prevent it. And you know, everybody has down days. And you know, from an entrepreneur standpoint, or in being a single dad through the years, you know, you're going to take a punch in the gut. Something's not going to go right. But you know, for me, if I get to a third day, I really force myself to take action because. Beyond that, it's kind of the experience of like sinking in the quicksand. And Mm -hmm. the more that you allow that to happen, naturally, the deeper you go and the harder it is to get out. So I create structure for myself. I make sure that I exercise. I reach out to people uh, who lift me up. And I'm just very proactive about it and and just kind of do a a reset. So, Mm -hmm. you know, to your point, um, I certainly address this uh, very head on in you know, certain parts of the book around personal health. And I'm not really sure why society has always intends to separate mood health and mental health from, you know, the fact that, you know, the brain is part of the body and, uh, you know, you're dealing with your physical chemistry and things like that. And it's not something that I really wanted to dance around. And so we, we talk about like a mood scale and what it's like, almost like a thermometer and what it's like for people moving up and down that and, and how do you keep yourself level. Well, did you have to seek uh, counseling or that sort of outside support 
to get started? I mean, I know you created structure and you're looking, being proactive sure. about your diet and your health and mental health, but did you, you know, when you talk about clinical depression, you're talking about something that maybe experts or people, did you have to go and talk to, you know, psychologists or therapists? Yes. Oh, sure. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm a, a big advocate of that for uh, when, uh, you know, when that's needed. And, you know, for me, actually, and one of the other uh, unfortunate uh, tragedies that I've had to come through as in being a caregiver is that my mom had a routine surgery in my early 20s that led to her contracting HIV before the blood was screened. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, so, so she got the worst of it. And, and at that time, just as a family, that's really where we got started you know, to mm-hmm. cope with that situation and help her through it. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, as challenging as it, as it gets through, uh, you know, those, those years, but, you know, it also makes you stronger having come through that. And you mentioned earlier in a comment about anything that people are going through and, you know, just life being what it is, there's just, there just simply is no other way, but through, but the, the, the good news is that we're all still standing. You know, we do make it through. We are. And that's something that I speak to very pointedly um, about something called earned confidence. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we've made it through everything, this relates to what you described about, well, why would you worry? Why would you be anxious? Why would you stress about things that are not certain to happen? Because if you've always made it through everything you've actually had to deal with, then you have the earned confidence to know that will continue. So allowing yourself in, to, to experience that negativity unnecessarily is really where that comes in as, as a coping skill. Well, you know, um, the, the whole thing about your story uh, intrigued me because, uh, you know, I have heard numerous stories and I have a lot of people on the show talk about their transformational journeys. But it's like you had such like what I would say triple whammy, you know, in your family situation, Matt, and to come out of it to write this book. What what motivated you to write Zisms and why did you coin the term Zisms? Well, for one, I, I think that there are a number of concepts in the book that just through some hard living is somewhat described, things like earned confidence, um, other things that came out of my entrepreneurial experiences, um, and then personal experiences through interactions, I felt were things that I I really had a responsibility to share. And so when I hit another inflection point, which was last year, essentially my son was grown, grown up, he, you know, going off to college and just taking a step back in life and saying, well, Where's my why? I think a lot of people are, you know, when they get to that point at certain Mm -hmm. intersections, asking that question. And so I really pose the one that's also in the book for that purpose, which is, well, what would I regret not doing? And the book simply, you know, rose to the surface. And it wasn't something that I, you know, said, okay, I'm writing the book right now. It was, okay, let's see what I got. And (laughs) wrote for a couple of days and, and, you know, maybe it would have ended up being a couple chapters which would turn into a blog right, instead of a book. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it was fully formed and just getting into action, recognizing, well, now I've started it. I, I know I have to keep going. It was almost you know, not to turn back. So just to take that step for anyone who might want to do that, mm-hmm. just to get started and see where you are is how that happened for me. 
And as far as Z-isms goes, uh, you know, for one, I've, there's a story behind what's on the cover of the book, which is Z-related. It goes back to my company called Z-Communication. I started in O2, as I mentioned. And mm-hmm. Z-isms is really, you know, it's meant to be those pearls of wisdom that everybody has. That, you know, guiding principles that we've learned through time and experience, things that we always say to peop- other people as, you know, the core advice that we give them. That's what that's about. So when when you thought about writing Z-isms, it was really you were providing, I guess, insights uh, for people to live by, because that's the title of your book, Z-isms. Now, Z, Matt Zinman, is Z representing the letter in your name, the last letter, the first letter in your last name, Z? It does. Matthew it Zinman. does. There, there is some story. There is some story <laughs> behind it, but... You know, it's, it's not meant to be, you know, I'm above anybody else. You know, this is just really sharing my story. And, you know, the book overall, just from a framework standpoint, covers things like self-discovery and mindset. And that's really where earned confidence comes in and personal interactions and relationships, both in business and life. And then we start getting into things around mindfulness and amplifying gratitude, things that relate to the law of attraction, which I imagine you you know, to some yes. degree, you've, you've right. spoken to that. Um, right. Having some fun around, like, making coincidences matter. But ultimately, the purpose of it is life enrichment. And so there's, a, you know, putting into action all these uh, different insights. There's a, a 90-day uh, life enrichment action plan or leap that someone who reads the book can come out of and be able mm-hmm. to get into action. Matt, what do you think? really hinders many individuals from fully realizing their potential for personal and interpersonal growth. You think about this much? What do you think? Because there's something that really, really hinders people from fully realizing their potential. I'm beginning to see that more and more now as we're in this pandemic that's affecting everybody. Well, I think there's two answers to that. One is there's simply a certain percentage of the population, that that's just not something they're motivated to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, everyone, you know, it's your, it's your life and, you know, naturally choose, uh, you know, how to spend it. If, if it's constant binge watching or, or never trying to fulfill a why or a purpose, then, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's certainly respectable. You know, that's how someone chooses. But for others, I think that there's, there's just a, a fear of the unknown, about, you know, getting into action. And mm-hmm. I think what they'll find, again, through that that concept of, of earned confidence, that if they do step forward, such as in my example, and just getting into action with the book, they'll find that they'll get some momentum. And just, you know, even if you take two steps forward and you get knocked back a step, you've still made it one step forward. And that's really what getting into action and, and just keep going. Well, you know, uh, I had thoughts and really what in light of, because I want to put this in light of my listeners out there all over the world, in light of what we're going through globally in this pandemic and now COVID-19 is on the rise again. um, The thing is to what I thought you might say is that, you know, you did say fear of the unknown, but maybe fear of discovery of knowing that something in my family is amiss because now this this has forced people to be in family situations and 
be maybe in uncommon situations that they had never been before. And quite possibly the fear of discovering there were some hidden things in your family that you didn't know about that may have affected you and how you're living your life. And now you're having to rethink what you knew uh, that now has become maybe an unknown or something that you have to grapple with. That's just a thought that I put out there with you. And maybe you've uh, talked with people who've expressed that now this brings out a different sort of personal and interpersonal growth. So right. you know what? Well, I know I, mean, I threw out a lot at you <laughs> and didn't mean to do that. No, Matt, it's but fine. <laughs> It just seems that right now there's so many people there looking for answers. We know the prayer lines on different. Uh, they're talking about the increase in people who are praying and seeking answers. And so I'm, you know, I just want your take on how you feel now in light of what we're all experiencing. Are people realizing they need to explore? So we're going to answer this when we come right back after a quick break. So listeners, stay tuned because I've got a lot more questions for Matt Zinman, author of Z-ism's Insights to Live By. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore who we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time 5 p.m pacific time on voice america empowerment voice america programs are now available on your favorite connected device including amazon alexa and google home through streams with apple podcasts tune in and iHeartRadio. listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast hey alexa Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to my inspiring interview with Matt Sinman, who's personal success trainer, entrepreneur, athlete, author of Z-isms, Insights to Live By. So Matt, before we went on break, we were sharing why do you feel, or some of your thoughts, about people who are seeking personal discovery and trying to find themselves right now, personally, and their interpersonal growth during this pandemic, because that seems to be on everybody's mind. Right. Well, I mean, I I think to your point, one of the, uh, you know, silver linings around what's happening, as challenging as it is for a lot of people being displaced, is that there's also an opportunity. 
And mm-hmm. how do you convert those challenges into that opportunity is really that individual de- decision around personal development. Um, right. One thing I want to take a step back and just acknowledge is in, in terms of people and day-to-day and trying to figure things out with the adjustment is to recognize that there are what we talk about are several filters that we have to um, rely on in terms of how we interpret the world around us, some of which we've touched on. So if you look at earned confidence as a means of not worrying and not getting caught up in uh, what isn't happening uh, or having regrets or things, really just staying in the present. So that's that's certainly one, and, and that's about rooting in, in gratitude in, in a lot of ways. We've also talked about mood health. And I think that everyone recognizes on any given day, you can see things in completely opposite ways uh, in in terms of how you're feeling from a mood standpoint. And then the other really is perception itself. So we have all these moving parts at all times in terms of that constant flow of information in -hmm. interpreting the world around us. And we assume that that is the truth, but really when in fact it's only an interpretation. So. One thing to do, um, just for example, as an exercise along these lines, is talking, uh, I refer to something called a perception snapshot. And mm-hmm. it, it, there's an illustration in the book, but it, it's easy enough just to envision that if you have, you know, three columns and you break out your life priorities on the left. So number one, are your basic needs met? You know, from a health standpoint, are, are you healthy or is everyone else around you healthy? And then other things like, romance, you know, family, kids, friends, finances, and then to the right and, and so forth. And so you have a positive and a negative column. And if you go down the list, certainly you're not going to be able to check everything off in the positive at any given time. But if you start at the top and recognize, you know what, my basic needs are met. You know, uh-huh. Thank goodness everyone around me is generally healthy. And stop there and, and recognize that, you know, everything else is um, – you know, less important in, in the <laughs> sense of those two things are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, are bad. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, everything's okay. You know, back to that earned confidence. You know, whatever's going on, even if you someone doesn't have the answer right now, they're going to figure it out, and they're going to get through just this just like they have everything else. And when it comes to your, your point about personal development, well, what does that mean? You know, can, can you – Look for your why. Find your purpose and pursue that, Dr. B, to what you were saying, whether that's something that's important to uh, any individual to do. And then maybe it's about making a pivot. If someone's been displaced from their current employment, well, what was that mm-hmm. company or, or you know that they've always wanted to start? Is that something that is maybe take a step in that direction and pursue it and try and make it happen? And that's about the opportunity that comes out of the the challenge that we're facing. Well, it's interesting uh, that you share this this perception snapshot, which I am intrigued about, uh, and think there are some very good points in that. You know, but to to have people realize that they can look at their basic needs and see if their basic needs are met, and come out with a positive. Those who come look and say my basic needs are not being met are not going to come out with a positive. Um, in terms of how their perception snapshot is. One of the things that I'm just intrigued about uh, is how you came to talk about earned confidence 
and how you actually coined that term, earn confidence, and how you're articulating the life lessons you learned in this book, Z-isms. That, that's what I'm intrigued about, Matt. So if you can address sure, that for you. me. Uh-huh. Well, you know, Earn Confidence is chapter one. It, it really is the anchor of the book. Everything really does go okay. on the other. So it's referred to throughout. And mm-hmm. it is one of those things that I've thought of for, you know, 10, 15 years at the uh-huh. very least. I'm in my early 50s now. But okay. go back to, uh, you know, all the things that we've talked about, some of the, uh, you know, that ringer, you know, the trials and tribulations how much mm-hmm. I've had to come through, again, as many people, everyone has to at any age, whatever that is, we're still standing. And so it's, it's a constant reminder for me that I don't have to overthink things. I don't have to worry. I can root myself in gratitude. And I've been talking about it for years and, and recognize that really I, I've not really heard anyone else kind of view things in, in, in really quite the same way. And Uh I think that earned confidence is, it's really a logic filter. I mean, you can't deny the fact that you've made it through everything so far. (laughs) So um, one of the things that you have to do around worry, for example, is, you know, that's a habit often, you know, that you have to break. So if you get to the point of, wow, I worried about something, and then it never happened, you really have to stop and look back and say, well, what did I do to myself? What did I do Uh to other people I may have spoken to about these things that I was worried about and, and all the mm-hmm. negativity that was, that was caused there. And that starts getting into things around like the personal responsibility that we have around our energy and how mm-hmm. we affect one another. And uh, I think that's also undeniable. And so that, that, that really feeds into mindfulness and recognizing also the same ways other people affect us. And, and, and not that we have to be on guard, but, really just being aware of it so that somebody who's really um, down or maybe having a bad day or something like that doesn't impose that energy onto us so that we're, we're feeling it in, in the same way because, uh, you know, as, as a form of, uh, of, of self-preservation and, and mm-hmm. you know, keeping, uh, keeping, staying grounded and, and being joyful. So, so what I'm, what I'm, what I'm getting like, from you, Matt... Yeah is that simply put, and this, if I'm wrong, you can correct me, but I'm clarifying for me as well as for the listeners, that what you mean by earned confidence is that although I've gone through trials and tribulations, which you allude that you have gone through, but I came through them. I made it through. So that gives me the earned confidence. Is that why I'm applying it correctly? Dr. B, that is a perfect perfectly articulated description. Great. Thank you for that. So for those of you out there, knowing that even though you're going through trials and tribulations, the fact that you made it through, and many of us have, we have earned confidence. I love it. Thank you so much. And I wanted to just articulate that. And and the other thing too, that I wanted to ask Matt, even though you went through the trials, and, and God knows, you know, all of us have gone through them. Did you ever feel like giving up before you got to that point of, oh, we made it through? Did you ever feel like, what's the point? What's the use? And how did you get through that? Because some people don't make it to the earned confidence. Well, there's, uh, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. 
And okay. part of that is related to depression. And okay. one of the things about that, without getting too deep into it, is recognizing that what you're perceiving, what you're experiencing with the depression isn't mm-hmm. entirely reality-based. And, and to your question, you do get starting to think about things that, uh, you know, the, the, the world would be better off without me. People would be better off without me. But it's not true. And you have to hold on to the fact that no matter how bad you feel, and, and then again, back to earn confidence, you won't always feel that bad. And if, okay. while we're really on the topic being so important, I will say mm-hmm. one silver lining also about COVID is that telehealth, at least certainly here in the States, is a lot more accessible. So someone who had a barrier who's feeling mm-hmm. like giving up in that way um, can reach mm-hmm. out uh, easier mm-hmm. than having to make some doctor appointment and you know, going to some office. You can literally just get into a telecall and speak to a professional and in that way. Right. You know, for me, right. having a son, you know, being a single mm-hmm. dad, you know, those mm-hmm. are the kinds of things that I hang on to and, you know, not give up about anything. I think that's great. I, I really like uh, a theme in the book about the filters and having a perception snapshot where you can really take a look at uh, some of the life points and looking at uh, your basic needs and what do you really need uh, and whether it's uh, in a romance or personal relationships or with friends or with finances and taking a look at that. That's a good review of doing a perception snapshot. So thank you for sharing that. Um, also, one of the things that intrigued me uh, about your book, and I love it, and it was being aware of spiders. So uh, I've heard this used in many other metaphors, but this is the first one, being aware of spiders. So that's an unusual topic. So share uh, with the listeners um, the, the be aware of spiders because they're still crawling around today. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's funny because this was a chapter that is, again, one of those unique things that came through some hard living. And I almost didn't uh-huh. include it in the book because it's, it's like which one of these is not like the other. It's more of a cautionary chapter. And the metaphor, uh-huh. what we're talking about is that, you know, with all the moving parts and trying in, in terms of interactions, it's hard to figure people out. It's hard to figure ourselves out to, the, you know, to a certain degree. But you're looking for something that is stationary. And so what we're talking about here are manipulators. So if someone is a manipulator, that is a conscious decision. It's, it's, a, it's a yes or a no. You either do that or you don't do that. And that's what it's meant by be aware of spiders. It doesn't necessarily mean that that person is a bad person. It, you know, they could be in, a, in a, uh, a job where they have to, you know, in a politically charged environment, and they have to be manipulative in order to just survive and, and feed their family. But for the rest of us, and I do believe it's the vast majority, we want to remain oblivious. We don't want to be on guard all the time. We're willing to be vulnerable. And it's okay to, you know, through experience, have those, you know, spider senses, as Mm -hmm. it were, to um, look for maybe somebody doesn't quite have my best interest at heart. And I'd say one of the best examples, Dr. B., is if you're somebody who has a hard time saying no mm-hmm. and you, you just want to be a people pleaser and you say, well, I, you know, I really have a hard time saying no. <laughs> I really need to say <laughs> no more often. Um, yeah. that, that's really an indicator that you're being taken advantage of. Okay, people that. know they can take advantage of you, oh. right? So okay. it's almost like bullying. If you, if you push back, 
and say no, um, then that person will respect you and, and know not to take advantage of you in, in that way as an example. Well, I love I love it because I was thinking, oh, wow, you know, they manipulate and they drain others. Now, you've heard of energy vampires, they call them. And so I was thinking, I'll be aware of the spiders. I like that. I like uh, spiders. Thank um, you. Yeah, there's a, there's a slight differentiation, like a, a, an energy there's vampire. There's a slight difference. Like somebody who's yeah. a little bit more of a drama magnet, you know, <laughs> right. it doesn't necessarily, yeah. you know, it kind of goes. But to your point, it really is for our better interest to insulate ourselves from those kinds of people because they're a drain on us. Now, I know that you do something. Uh, I'm so excited about sharing about a lot of things in your books. One of the things that you do, um, and you do this quite well, you ask uh, people when you come in contact or either you're speaking and uh, you ask them, what do you, what do you wish your younger self knew? So what do right. you usually get as an answer to that question? Hmm. That might be a common answer. What would, what do you wish your younger self knew? It's very provocative. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is one of those, uh, one of those reflection questions. Uh, mm -hmm. and certainly something like that has come out of my experience with my work with college students and the internship mm -hmm. Institute, my nonprofit and uh, you know, the college students and others are, are not necessarily prepared to, uh, you know, mainly around, you know, work skills, you know, emotional, emotional intelligence, um, you know, so on and so critical thinking, things like that. So uh, that, that's really kind of the origin of some of the things that I wanted to put in the book to, um, you know, provide those insights to people who, who may, need, may need them and, and, and benefit as they enter the real world. But to your, to your question, it's really, it's just one of those great reflective questions that, um, you know, for one, you know, as my, as my son, you know, headed off to college this past year, which coincided in, in writing the book, that's also about, well, what do I want to tell him? Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, as I, as I, you know, still a parent, yeah. but I'm less of a parent, you know, it doesn't quite mean <laughs> as much. And so yeah. I had that final, you know, letter that I wrote him and, and that's also in the book with his permission, um, uh, in that chapter. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you, you raised him from the time that he was young as a single parent. Of course, you're now married. But, but what I was look, kind of looking for is like when you ask people and you've asked, I'm sure, several people, what were some of the common, you know, I was trying to figure out what would a, a, some of the common answers be? What would you wish your younger self knew? I'm going to start asking that question. What would you wish your younger self would have known? <laughs> The answers vary so greatly. It's almost if you asked anybody, well, tell me what you would consider to be your insights to live by. What are those guiding principles? Almost everybody will say something different. And everybody will, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be original, but I think when people hear that, they recognize, like, yeah, I say that all the time. That's the guiding principle. That is probably along the same lines of the answer that I get to that question. They, that really does intersect with insights to live by and what do you wish your younger self knew. It's, it's the advice that you would give yourself. Mm -hmm. you know? I, think, I think that's a wonderful don't burn, question. Don't burn bridges, you know. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it's okay to say no. <clears throat> Ask for help, you know, just all kinds of things. Okay, well, I'm glad that you sort of shared that. That's going to be a question I'm going to use. <laughs> what do you wish your younger self knew? 
and I, and I bet it's going to be very intriguing as you start to ask people that questions. I love it because out from out of you, you, the depths of your soul and spirit really come the answers that are within you that maybe they never surface for you to she to see. And once you see, knowledge is power. So. We, I'm just so excited, Matt. There are so many different things I want to ask you because I know with this book, you've got a number of questions that I want to get back to after we take a quick break. Oh my goodness, we've got to take another break. So listeners, we're going to be right back because we're going to get more into C-isms with my guest, Matt Zinman. So thank you. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Alexa Smart Speakers and Connected Devices. Hey, Alexa, play Being Here Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. To my very interesting and inspiring guest, Matt Sinman. And we're going to get right to it because I want to hear about Matt, mindfulness and amplifying gratitude. Did you talk about that aspect in your book? Can you sort of clarify how Zisms address this subject? Amplifying gratitude. Right, absolutely. And I mean, mindfulness. Wow. It, it all I'm, intersects, you know, with <laughs> everything we've talked about. And in terms of just uh, in- enriching one's life. And part of that, uh, certainly in and around mindfulness and things we've talked about, about staying present, does get back into energy management, energy awareness. So as an entrepreneur, from a practical standpoint, if I feel like I, I'm really at my best, I'm going to do the things that are the hardest. And if I'm not, I might do laundry. You know, um, That would be an energy awareness standpoint. Uh, just from personal energy. And we already talked about how everyone affects one another. But mm-hmm. the more that I root myself in gratitude, 
which in, mm-hmm. in the, the more I experience joy and folding gratitude into my day from the time my feet touch the floor to um, there's a chapter 11 is about 1111, you know, the synchronicity of catching the, the digital clock. Some people are into that. Um, making uh-huh. coincidences matter. Uh, but I, I think most people uh, along these lines are familiar with the law of attraction and, you know, it, it is what it is. And, and the way that I interpret it for purposes in the book is that mm-hmm. what we expect tends to happen. And absolutely. So if we, right, right. So yes. if we go back to earn confidence and we mm-hmm. talk about not worrying, and if that principle is true, worry is about having an expectation of something that you do not want to happen. So if there's truth to the law of attraction, worrying actually could have that causal effect. That's what it talks about. Well, if you worry about money, you won't have money, right? So that's where those dots well, yeah. connect. Mm-hmm. That, and absolutely. Then, mm-hmm. Right? But the, and but the then, law of attraction is also only um, transactional. And, you know, it's not going to write a book for you, right? It's not going to start a company for you. So what do you do when it comes to things that are effortful? And really, if you're talking about the law of attraction being powered by gratitude, then what you're trying to accomplish for the things that are effortful really is powered through self-belief. Well, you said quite a bit. The book talks about. You've said quite a bit about energy awareness and energy gratitude and folding that in with what I wrote is that we receive what we expect and believe, (laughs) which which is is gained. We receive what we expect and believe. Now, I'm sort of paraphrasing, but putting this all together. Listeners, you receive what we expect and believe. If we have earned confidence, because earned confidence is the fact that no matter what the things we've gone through, we don't worry. But we receive what we expect and believe and what we say. Now, I'm adding that in because I believe words have power. So <laughs> I'm adding that, Matthew, to your Z-isms. <laughs> sure, absolutely. They do. That, they do. That is, that is great. But this, this, this spirit of gratitude how, and gratitude folding in, how would you, you know, because do you think, I don't know how to phrase this in a way, but from right now, with, with the lessons, what lessons do you think that people are going to learn from this year, 2020, and as it relates to gratitude, energy awareness, and energy gratitude? Maybe that's a tough question, but I just want your take on that. No, no, I don't, no that's a good question. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'd say that, you know, in relation to the things that we're talking about, mm-hmm. one thing I, I encourage who's listening to do just as an exercise, because that's what a lot of this is, is just practice, right? Same mm-hmm. as trying to learn a musical instrument. Set alerts on your phone for, for four times a day, and for one minute, stop what you're doing and do nothing else but experience gratitude. Bring yourself mm. into the present. Think about mm-hmm. the things in your life that you're grateful for and really, really tune into them and see just, you know, it's only four minutes in a day. So you're going to need the phone probably to be a taskmaster because days get away from us. But I think it would be very interesting. People would find just creating that, that small space for themselves that it, it will ground them a lot more and it will enrich their lives. Well, I, I think that so in your doing, book, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just think this is, I'm going to repeat again what you said, because if people just set alerts four times a day and then one minute just stop and experience gratitude, I'm just reinforcing that because I think that's beautiful. I think that's, that's another aspect that's in your book. Um, and, and thank you for sharing that too. One of the things that you also talk about in your book about mindfulness and amplifying gratitude, you talk about swim with the current and making coincidences, co- making coincidences matter. Explain right. that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's a couple facets to this. I'm so glad you, you brought it up, Dr. B. Um, when we talk about swimming with the current, and again, mm-hmm. that really comes back to trusting yourself, trusting your gut. Um, it, it, it really, and, and, and this is not me, there's, you know, the book Blink by Malcolm mm-hmm. Gladwell talks about how people who trust their gut make at least, mm-hmm. if not better, decisions than mm-hmm. people who, you know, overanalyze things. And so swimming with mm-hmm. the current talks about that experience of, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm a willful person, and I'm doing something that I'm trying my hardest at, and you know what, I'm just, I'm still running in place, where I'm banging my mm-hmm. head against the wall, you know, pushing that boulder. So people experience that. You have to stop and ask yourself, what does it mean to turn around? What does it mean to find the current? Because whatever you're doing isn't working, and, and you really have to know, when to, you know when, to, when to turn. So that's one part of it. Another, honestly, is kind of the domestic version of swimming with the current, which is you know, being a, you know, through some relationships. I was married. I had a number of serious relationships still meeting my wife, Erica. Um, mm-hmm. Swimming with the current has a lot to do with knowing who the current is. <laughs> and I like it. Fighting and conquering, right? I know you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. it's just it's one of those things that is like a dose of prevention. Um if, if you know who's good at what and you just and everybody kind of owns the ball of for whatever that is, you know, she does finances, you know, I call the phone company or whatever. It it just eliminates so much. So swim with the current in a in a marriage or relationship, you know, is 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 that uh is that you know, applying it in a domestic way. Well, I, I, I love that. I love that, swimming with the current and trusting your gut. I don't know how many people, you know, don't want to trust their gut, but hopefully from some of the words that you've said, they'll be a little bit more um, create, creative and uh, willing to experiment with setting the alerts exercise one minute a day to stop and experience gratitude, and then learning to trust the gut. These are very important things, and they're simplistic and things that you can do. That is the aspect of what in your book that I just love. Now, making coincidences matter because a lot of times we don't. Right. Maybe we roll, we rule those out for just one minute before we have to close the show. Could you just sort of elaborate on that? particular aspect in your book, sure. making coincidences sure. matter. Mm-hmm. I heard you say one minute, so I know to condense this one. So there's, <laughs> a, there's a chapter there, and it, it really does cover the spectrum of people and, and individual experience around coincidences. And the more that I root myself in gratitude, the more I feel like I'm swimming with the current, the more I experience coincidences. And what I look at them as is opportunities. And again, that's just something that you need to take action on and depending on the coincidence and it happening somewhat on that spectrum of something you know here's something three times or Dr. B I just mm-hmm. thought about you and you call me um, versus things that are more astronomical you know so what are the odds 
you know, something happened. Um, (laughs) It really is an individual decision. You know, do you take the opportunity to follow through and see where it leads? I think that's wonderful. Oh, my God. Now, I want you to tell me, because I know the listeners have really benefited from hearing about this book, Z-isms, Insights to Live By, by Matt Zinman. So, Matt, where can they get this book? Quick. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you, Dr. Right. <laughs> so the, the site Z-isms has a hyphen, Z-isms.com, um, Insights to Live By. And it's easy to find on Amazon. The reviews have been very kind. And in both places, it's free to read the first part of the book. And then people will know if they want to keep reading by buying it. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. You can get this book, z-isms.com, z-isms.com, through amazon.com. I would recommend you listeners get this book. I've been so enthralled by his book and just Matthew, all that he's gone through that I had to have him on the show today. And I, Matthew, again, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show today. And I know that my listeners have been so encouraged that wherever you go, wherever you are, listeners, wherever you, whatever you're going through, there's hope and you can live an extraordinary life using Zisms one day at a time. Because when you see things, and Matt, I know you'll agree, See things positively and constructively and look for the good in each situation and each person. You will have a tendency to remain naturally positive and optimistic because remember, transformation is one step at a time. So this is Dr. B signing off until next week. And again, I want to thank my guest, Matt Zimman, for being on the show today. Wonderful author of Zisms Insights to Live By. And Matt, I want to wish you best wishes because he's starting a podcast in another week. So those of you be on the lookout. I'm sure you can get him on LinkedIn and you can get him on email. He has an email address. So please look for Mr. Matt Zinman. Thank you so much for being on the show again today. Listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back next week with another fascinating guest to transform your life. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week.